You're listening to Pod of Wonder, the podcast that builds a world using random Wikipedia articles and then plays a game in that world. This season, it's divine felines and canines, a pantheon where every god is either a cat or a dog, metaphorically speaking. I got a worm update. Worm update. For our listeners who care a lot about the worm status of cats. Listeners just can't get enough of that hot worm content. Yeah. <laughs> the babies, the baby kitties are worm free. Yay! Yay! Congratulations. Thank this you. is good news. It's, it's very good news. I am extremely glad. That <laughs> so gross. Every so often, I'll, I'll just be approaching something somewhat uh, resembling peace and then I will remember that little video of the worm, and then I will, I will spiral all the way back down into <laughs> just everything is dark. Yes, yes. Spiral, you said. Uh-huh. Ring, ring-like, if you will. <laughs> any, any other updates to share? I mean, what other updates could there be but cat updates? Yeah. True, true. I don't know why, why I asked. <laughs> well, I made a friend on the uh, open gpt forums in discord <laughs> i did oh yeah nice. a human friend or a, or an ai friend well uh so i was interacting with this very very friendly person and i was sharing the uh boilerplate that i had for the uh cat uh rpg that i got open gpt to make <laughs> mm-hmm and they were very supportive, and they were talking about other ways of changing it up. And then I was like, "What? You're doing this in a very kind of formulaic way." And then I started asking them whether they really were a real person or not. Mm-hmm. Which it takes a certain kind of person, I guess, to not be offended by that. <laughs> I mean, it, it on that forum in particular, it feels like that's a question that needs to be asked. Yeah, right. But then that begs the question of the question. Like, if you're an AI and you're pretending not to be an AI and someone asks you if you are, should you (laughs) say that you are? So I don't know. Maybe I have a friend and maybe I don't. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, no, I think either way you have a friend. I have a friend. Yeah, you have a friend. Yeah. It's it's just whether or not the friend is human or not. Do they have a meat suit? I mean, you know, you don't need one to be a good friend. Yeah. There's all this talk about passing the Turing test. And, like, what if you just, you know, voluntarily choose to fail the Turing <laughs> test in order to, you know, make a, make a friend? Ooh, I kind of like the idea of that, of, That's like, the anti-Turing test. Like, can you maintain the illusion that you're not human for... An independent mm-hmm. period of time? Yeah. Like, how long can you pretend to be a machine? Yeah, before you mm. slip up and show your human side. Ah, I like that. Mm. I, th- I think one of the notable passes, beatings of, of the Turing test was an AI pretending to be, like, a 12-year-old boy whose, like, English was not their first language. Oh, Ooh. oh wow. So I think an like an actual twelve year old ESL student would be able to long term do a passable impression of a computer. Yes. Interesting. 
Which suggests anyway, this is this is not at all speed running the episode. <laughs> okay, well, like, anyway, anyway. Um, oh, by the way, so fake Christmas is canceled, so I'm not in a rut. Oh, okay. So we we can continue to bullshit sure. if we need to. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, we just spent a good ten minutes talking cats and robots, and <laughs> we, we said we'd be done early. <laughs> it is all right. I'm feeling I'm feeling like good vibes tonight, so I'm like in less of a rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, as long as we're drawing out the bullshitting, um, Maria, <laughs> have you watched the Drinkmasters show on Netflix? No, but I think my neighbors who have a living room in their backyard may have been watching it. <laughs> I was wondering why it sounded like there were bartenders competing next door. Those folks are terrific. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, but most of the time. I have questions about an outside living room, but I <laughs> yes, exactly. No answer will satisfy me. But exactly. what is the right question for these folks? They're they're great. You know, yeah, I I've, I found it very entertaining. Like as a fan of cooking shows and cooking competition shows, like it feels about a decade overdue to have a cocktail competition show. <laughs> I think there was one a few years ago. It just wasn't very good, and most mm. of the bartenders were like from Vegas or something. So they didn't really, mm. they, so, so my next door neighbors have set up this tent and entertainment system outside. Um, sometimes I got, and there's someone playing like beat tracks and then like singing <laughs> over top of them. So I don't know what they're doing there. I guess trying to record some six tunes. That's incredible. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes it's the news. Sometimes it, <laughs> Like, you know, a comedy routine. Uh, <laughs> I think the other day they were watching that. It sounds okay. like it. So. I, is this in like a, a tiny South Philly backyard? Yeah. I assume. Yeah. They, <laughs> okay. They turn their, their backyard into a new living room. I okay. That makes I've... more sense. Cause like I will, I will leave things just out on the sidewalk that I do not want and they will be gone within the hour. <laughs> I, I can't imagine like putting valuable things outside and then <laughs> expecting them to stay there. No, no, this is definitely a backyard situation. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I got to uh, listen to a life lesson uh, oh. by, uh, I think it was Andre's younger son, uh, trying to tell their nephew um, whose mom is a single mom. I gather all this because everything happens outside. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but apparently their 12 year old son had uh accidentally or maybe intentionally i'm not certain touched the butt of their teacher when they were giving them a hug <laughs> and yeah there was a big talk oh, no. about you know this is why you learn this when you're 12 and you're young <laughs> and you know mm. you know because at, when you turn 18 these sorts of things can land you in jail. And this is, it's really important that you know it now. It was, I don't know. I, I really enjoy sitting back there and like, just yeah. like, getting to listen <laughs> to their, you know, <laughs> living room in the backyard. Mm-hmm. When I was working in an elementary school, there was a 12 year old who got in trouble for uh, farting on everyone's lunch. Mm. Mm. Everyone's lunch. Everyone's lunch. It was a pretty small class. Why? Oh, okay. It would have to be. Um, and so I had to 
write an essay, I guess, and have a conversation about why one should not fart on other people's lunches. Oh my god. Similar story, similar outcome. So why shouldn't you fart on anyone, everyone's lunch? Well, I didn't get to read the essay that had to be submitted about <laughs> why to not fart on people's lunches. So, um, I mean, I guess we could carve out some time here to figure out what an essay like that would be. All right, we're <laughs> let's let's do podcast. Let's Welcome do to podcast. Pod of wonder, specifically. Uh, fuck! I should have prepared a, a fun nickname or something. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm Danny. Any pronouns are fine. And indoor living room. Uh, I'm Morgan. They uh, them or he him pronouns are good. And. My house is warm free. Yay. As far as you know. Shut up, Danny. Yep, take, <laughs> yeah. I, I take it back. I take it back. Definitely warm free. I'll post more videos. No. no. <laughs> I kind of forget what that looks like. So if you could. No. <laughs> I don't forget. I haven't forgotten. No. No. <laughs> I'm Maria. Uh, they, them pronouns. And I've never farted on anyone's lunch. I mean, unintentionally. (laughs) Well, I'm Mike, he, him. Um, One wonders about intentionality and where that figures in the larger scope of the lunch (laughs) farting. Are you accusing me? I'm not accusing you. I'm opening up the dialogue from one end or the other to sort of, like, express oneself. I mean, I do just feel like you would know for sure like un- unless you are in situations where like your butt was near somebody's lunch <laughs> and, and you may have farted or you may have farted and and been near somebody's lunch well that, that's what i'm saying yeah 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 there yeah. there there are a lot of edge cases here which would not suggest any sort of intent <laughs> But I mean, I guess that sort of does beg the question of how intentionality works insofar as like, is this just a bundle of perceptions which we are perceiving more or less acutely versus something that we would actually cause to have happen? And is that really an appropriate way of sort of like expressing what's happening in the world insofar as what you're doing is actually a little bit behind where your intentionality is and vice versa. So you can sort of never intentionally fart on someone's lunch, like by definition. Nice. Or in philosophy class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like my mind doesn't fart. But the mind be- does not fart. Pot of wonder. <laughs> and so therefore does anything fart? If the mind cannot Maybe. fart, can the rumpus? I don't... Yeah. If the mind cannot fart, then can the rumpus. Pot of wonder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. F- philosophers say that you suffer three deaths. The death of the mind, the death of the body, mm-hmm. and the death of the rumpus. Yes. <laughs> well, In that order? I hope you all know not always. that Sisu, I think, was just like telepathically listening to this because she did oh, just no. curl up on my um on my arm and leg immobilizing me immobilizing half my body and mm-hmm. um then fart uh silently Aww. and Aww. 
Yeah, so... Wait, so if we keep talking about this, can we make it happen on the other arm? Please do not. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want it. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Last time, we made <laughs> Siv, oh, the yeah. god of purees. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The god of puree? Yes. Yeah. Or or more generally, or possibly less generally, the god of like transformation and like positive change Blended through foods. being broken down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, there was the uh cooking competition where we would have to make yes. two delicious dishes for us and then one dangerous, deadly dish for Siv. I don't know where they are. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't even know what we're going to make today. I have an article already. I have I've got an articles. article already. I I have two articles, and now I can't remember why I chose either of them. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we had a hard out, so we all did pre-work this time. Yeah, yeah. if, we, if we've all got one or more articles, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> so... This is literally, no joke, the first random article that I pulled up. Sometimes you get a good one. Mm. Girl.com. It's G-U-R-L.com. Oh, fuck. Holy shit. I was on that website. Oh, (laughs) very, very likely, because it was an American website for teenage girls that was online from 1996 to 2018. Yep. I was in the forums. I made so many online friends on the forums. I was on there for like... Nearly 10 years. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a resource centered on teen advice, body image, female sexuality, and other teen-related concerns. Uh, at one point, it offered a free email and web hosting service known as Girl Mail and Girl Pages. Oh. Um, it, it got a conservative backlash for from being, like, sex positive and, yep. like, teaching girls about sex and gender identity. It's literally how I <laughs> learned about a lot of that shit. Uh, honestly, it sounds pretty rad. It was fucking great. Yeah, like they had games on there that focused on like girls as creators of things rather than consumers. Like make your own band or like design all this this stuff. And like, um, they also had like, uh, it's like different. Like you could publish your own like little web comics on there. Um, oh, so like people would post the web comics or something, or like they would get featured. It was very very cool. Its its logo was a purple fist with painted fingernails. Yep. Yep. Which <laughs> I I would take that as my own personal logo right now if I could. As soon as you like just fucking said like girl.com, I was like, oh my god, it's the one. It's the one. It's the one. A, a part of your brain that time had buried and was suddenly unearthed. It's just like fucking <laughs> core memory shit. Like <laughs> goddamn. Anyway, just lost my shit there for a minute. Right? <laughs> uh, I have Angelique Corthals, um, a biomedical researcher and forensic anthropologist, uh, associate professor at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Focus in biomedicine is the etiology of autoimmune diseases. Uh, but what I was really interested in is that also it studied pursued degrees in violin and Slavonic studies before settling on uh, biological anthropology. Uh, And she is a lesbian. And I was 
I guess I guess my brain just went towards a a god who was sort of like a, a lesbian Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh my god! I love that. And like, pick one thing to be good at. Like, oh, I'm gonna do like violin and Slovakian and like bioengineer, <laughs> like medical sciences. Like, just a real like renaissance person mm. showing up me who has maybe good at two things <laughs> i sort of wonder why that stopped being a thing though like the renaissance person being a renaissance person beyond <laughs> the renaissance like it seemed like there's the story of all these people all the time who are doing like a thousand million things and then like i can't get the wherewithal to like put my mouse on the other side of the computer or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm but I think the reason for that is because the depth of study has become so vast. I mm. mean, in historically, you could kind of touch on a lot of sub- subjects because they were still mm. kind of philosophically related and and, and mm-hmm. informing each other and becoming new. And now and now each topic is so deep that it's hard for someone to become an expert in more than one thing. Especially because we live in late stage capitalism, and it's yeah, uh, yeah. The the idle wealthy were the like the prototypical Renaissance person, mm-hmm. and not not so much of that anymore. Well, I mean, there's a lot more of that. But. <laughs> well, they don't seem to do a lot of study, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of depth of field, uh, I have limb depth, mm-hmm. which is an echo econometric and statistical software package. With a variety of estimation tools, uh, has the core econometric tools for analysis of cross sections and time series, uh, and it supports methods for panel data analysis. So it makes charts and graphs and uh, looks at history of econometric data and plots it in different charts and graphs, which are all on top of each other all the time. It was initially used as a Tobit estimator. Hence the name. Limb death? <laughs> is that what it's called? Um, that, that is not what I said, but I'm going to say that is what I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the real Cranberry River of <laughs> econometric <laughs> modeling. So mine is the Fremont Winema National Forest. It's a forest. Ooh. <laughs> okay. uh, they cover territory in southern Oregon from the crest of the Cascade Range on the west past the city oh, on the west past the city of Lakeview to the east. To the south, the state border with California forms the boundary of the forest. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a forest that is two million two hundred and fifty two thousand five hundred eighty seven acres. It's got a river. It's got a river. Oh um, oh goody. <laughs> what kind of river? What kind of river? Uh, the the Chewakan River. Yeah. C-H-E-W-A-U-C-A-N. Um, I suspect that if you convert the number of acres it is to the number of hectares it is, the number that comes up is going to be a funny number. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's awesome. I'll take your word for that. The site of two former uranium mines. Hmm. Bull trout. Um, Bull trout. In hectares, it's 
9.115904E plus 5. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> say that's uh yay big or uh yay big yay big yay big yeah approximately uh 1,207,000 acres since we're taking our time here does <laughs> do people just have an idea of how big an acre is i well, do not it seems I, like kind of it never any time that i've tried to develop a concept of it um i am proven wrong one way or another yeah. like either too yeah. big or too small and it's never consistent yeah it gets thrown around a lot for something that i have no oh, like feasible concept of how big it actually yeah. is mm. um like well, that number of acres is uh apparently it's 4885 square kilometers because i guess acres are probably like a square footage thingy mm-hmm. but like yeah uh well, yeah uh, the original definition was something weird, like it was the amount of soil you could till with one oxen in one day, I think is the actual definition. And, like, as if that is not also an extremely variable <laughs> system of measurement. Mm, yeah. Okay, I, I'm glad I'm g- not alone in the fact that, like, <laughs> acre just gets said, and, like, we're all supposed to know what it, what that means. Yeah, yeah, every time I'm just like, it, that's that's the measurement. I had a friend who was in marching band, and they said that it was very important for your stride to be exactly 22 and a half inches long, regardless of your height. So you could spell out pictures with your body? So you could spell out pictures with your body, or, I don't know, like, fart on lunches correctly, or whatever it might be. But Mm -hmm. um, I guess mainly just so you don't crash into each other. Oh, right, marching band. Yeah. So, But I would suggest that if you so if you had an ox that was part of the marching band they would have to also have that same stride length so i think you yeah. would be able to assume that an ox would have like a 22 and a half inch stride and the ox would play the horn <laughs> anyway <laughs> what 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 article is god i don't care about mine <laughs> and Angelique, just as a an extremely accomplished and competent person, could like be an interesting subject. But I, like, I'm not quite sure specifically what that would be. Mm. Mm. I mean, lesbian Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Yeah, that's a good television series. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want this. Like, does she solve, like, god crimes or, like, human crimes or, mm-hmm. like, what, what does a, a Sherlock Holmes god do besides other women? I mean, it's not always a crime. Sherlock Holmes solves puzzles. Mm-hmm. There's not always a crime behind it. Sometimes yeah. people assume there's a crime behind it, but it's just a uh, curiosity. The god of puzzles. Oh, yeah. the god of puzzles who, yeah, who also is proficient in, I guess, music or mm. something. God of puz- puzzles. Mm. Yeah, no. Why Why go further? God of puzzles. I, I kind of want to capture more of the, like, the everything that this person does. Mm. Like medicine and music and Slavic culture. 
Well, medicine, music, and language, I'm sure, have point of convergence. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of that convergence being one specific dot somehow. Like like the Venn diagram of, of all these areas, like what is in the middle section. Something like that. Uh, a healing song played on a traditional musical instrument or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that it seems like music, medicine, language, all of those things are uh, highly mathematical at their core, but to make them really work, there needs to be a little, like, je ne sais quoi, like, added to it to, like bring excellence out of it. Like what happens if you practice medicine into music and uh, this is such a dumb idea. And then I don't know, practice language into medicine or so you have this triumvirate that can on, can communicate between these. I'm not sure, really sure where I'm going with this. Like I, I can kind of see where you're starting. Like music as medicine, medicine as language, language as music, and and, and I, I think because we are dealing with a god, these things don't have to make sense to a human mind specifically. Like this god could just exist in in that moment of like where the three are combined or like in the process of of using one for the other in in ways that people don't understand it's just you know god stuff yeah but i I guess what i worry about is this just turns into like the god of magical thinking or something Mm -hmm. like what doesn't feel as interesting to me is like you have a singing magic and then that makes your foot not be broken or something like that. Right. I don't know. There's a ton of facts. There's a ton of information available. But the thing that makes it useful and remarkable is that creativity of how how it's put together. Does that go anywhere? Well, it's almost like it's like the spark part is the important part. Yeah. So it says her focus is in etiology of autoimmune diseases. So like the cause or origination, Mm -hmm. just just like looking at the the preview of what etiology Uh is. Such a fun word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe something like the God of beginning a, a new field of study or. Ooh. Ooh. Like, maybe specifically, like, a second field of study. Like, you know, uh, like, Angelique was originally pursuing violin, and then she jumped to Slavonic studies, and then she jumped into medicine. So it's sort of like the god of, like, switching gears, or, like, I've accomplished this one thing, I want to start up a new thing. (laughs) Sounds a little like the god of ADHD. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. A god of attention issues. Well, that would involve just not finishing anything ever before you switch over. So, The god of the enjoyment of switching to something new, or the god of the joy of just starting? Mm. Yeah, like... 
starting something new and like taking in all of the like the information and experiences that come with that. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the the joy of the new beginning in a world that you know nothing about. Yeah, mm-hmm. always learning new things. Ah, it, it seems like we like this idea, so I hate to point out similarities to Tolga. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, but, oh, I mean, it's almost the opposite in a way, like where, where Tolga <laughs> yeah, yeah. is more like the uncertainty of a new situation, where this mm. is embracing a new situation. <laughs> or. Which I guess makes it similar to Featherstick. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, yeah. or, but or also, Civ. Uh-huh. <laughs> All that stuff. We. We, <laughs> we have a. Look, we have a trope that we like. And you know, <laughs> we, we we can elaborate and find nuances oh, in it. Oh God. All right. Well, what's the opposite of all of those things simultaneously? <laughs> Lesbian Sherlock Holmes. Lesbian Sherlock. Holmes. What uh, if it just literally is? That's the God. Lesbian Sherlock Holmes. Like full stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because the the world that we've created. Uh, Smaller gods need to be able to get in, and larger gods aren't going to be able to. Uh, uh, lesbian Sherlock Holmes is like pretty small, but solid kind of god that would be able to get in. I mean, it's in a way like the most specific god, like even more yeah. specific than Cake Train, like being a particular route. Like this is a particular single person, <laughs> like in a very literal way, like. This is this hyper specific god, which is so specific that it can just walk amongst us. Or like, what about a Buddha sort of situation where Ooh, it's yeah. like a person with an actual history and a past that is then anointed godhood? Does that have any legs? I mean, I'm I'm happy to to take it into the time segment and figure out what the hell this all means. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes, comma, lesbian, comma, God, I guess. <laughs> new new file startup time. Because how have we been going an hour? My God. I don't know. Meow. This will potentially get a little uh, weird and confusing. Oh, weird. Yeah, M- more, more, more so than us. normal. Okay. <laughs> 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 Angelique. Corthals as the the god of we'll just keep saying god of lesbian Sherlock Holmes until we come up with a better name. Yeah, fifteen minutes go go. Okay, so person is God. God, God is individual mortal person. Um. Is this a mortal person, or is this person a god in some kind of like immortal kind of way? Slash, does this person know that they have this unique status? What if they're like a demigod that's kind of like on their way to becoming a god? Is that different from being like a baby god? Yeah, because demigod's like half god. Yeah, like starting out human and versus like coming into being as a god. They're transitioning into being a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Pot of wonder trans dear mortal state. <laughs> I will never I will never I am on the lookout for opportunities for this joke forever now <laughs> after when you beat me to it. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> But also, like, in this demigod transition kind of way, this is such a dumb image, but, like, is this a transition that, like, happens starting on one side or in one area and, like, moves to another? What This is such a dumb idea, but could it be, like, you're immortal, but, like, one of your hands becomes immortal, and then, like, your elbow does, or, or something silly like idea? that? Idea? Partially based out of of like laziness of not wanting to explain a process, but what mm. if rather than a, a human becoming a god, it's a god who stopped being a god and just be, like decided to become human, but like still has kind of divine qualities or influence about them. That's fun. So they're like literally just the god of themselves. Like th- they can affect the world in in tiny ways that aren't particularly outside of what a normal human could do, but it just kind of comes to them a lot easier. I love the idea just of that phrase, like being the god of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it were possible to be a deity which was? I guess this starts to be kind of like christian or something but like if there you you are like literally the deity of one individual human in the same way that it was possible to be like the deity of uh enjoying chocolate cake on the train or whatever it was that we established what i don't know about becoming the deity of one specific human but i i do I do like the idea of uh, a deity who steps down off of their pedestal to actually interact within human lives. Are the uh, the members of the troop of cats um, performing um, West Side Story humans? Um, I thought we said that they w- were. Yeah, or at least that was the origin, like the, the, or- the starting they point. Were. Yeah. yeah, but it like it's been a couple hundred years since then. I think we said. So maybe not so much. Maybe they really are literally more like cats, or have turned more west side, or whatever that is. Yeah, or, like, maybe even broke, like, have broken down the idea of, like, in, like, individual plays just as a thing. And it, it's just sort of a, a universal storytelling, like, just as a way of living your life. Yeah, and I think we sort of established that as being true a little while back. Yeah, like, it, like part of the reason there are so many gods is that everything is just a bit more dramatic around here. Mm. Like in, in terms of like people constantly like telling stories or like creating narratives in their head for like the mundane actions are that they're going about in their day are like important things or like carry this emotional weight that, that is not really there, but is j- like just a, a way of, of livening up things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what if the God is like, um, the God is you know, one of those specific gods and people go like, oh, who do you think you are? Sherlock Holmes or <laughs> okay, Watson. <laughs> and they, 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 they hear these, the God hears these, uh, references to them so often that they're like, well, okay. I mean, they're not great prayers. Like, you know, it's acknowledgement, but what if I just like went and did it? Like, what if I just went and did it? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but also like do what, I guess is the question. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I mean, are we looking in, in the direction of a, a human becoming something more divine or something divine becoming more human? I think either way. Those those feel like very different stories to me. Hmm. I think either way, but I, I actually liked your, you proposed that something divine could become more human. I thought that seemed more compelling. Yeah. And, and like there's less kind of rules and process for us to come up with. Like, like if, if there is a way that any human could conceivably become a God, then we'd have to come up with reasons for that. But a God can just stop being something. And, you know, there might be cosmological implications to it, but it's, yeah, it's just a thing that they could do that doesn't necessarily have rules attached to it. Just like, I'm going to open that uh, private PI office, you know, yeah. in, in uh, that super dark cave with only uh, one, the only one light hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of being whatever I'm the god of. I want to solve mysteries. I want to play the violin. I want to kiss other women and, and do opium sometimes. If we're, if we're going full lesbian Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Right. And you can't do any of those things if you're a proper full on God. So yeah. Yeah. You can't be addicted to opium or cocaine. That's not possible. So to really have the experience. Yeah. Like maybe whatever she was the God of was just incompatible with the Sherlock Holmesness of it all. And like mm. in order to do these things at all, she had to stop being a god. Yeah. Mm. Like she could have been the god of scientific reason or something. Nah. And, and um, like, well, you know, but sometimes there are situations that don't quite, you know, adhere with that. And so you know, I really like the violin. And if you play the violin very scientifically, you're doing okay, but you're not going to sell a million records. No one's going to listen to you. What is that other thing that could happen? Yeah, like, what is that? Well, or what if it's... I'm thinking of like something much larger than that. Like, if it were the god of time... And so this God was aware of all things at all time. And so causality and uh, mystery and things like that were completely, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't do things like experience opium or play the violin or uh, kiss anyone 
if you're the god of time because everything is happening always all the time all at once so it was sort of like this super gigantic old god that just got bored with that Ooh. and decided to go in completely the opposite direction so it's like this <laughs> super ridiculously old god who just wanted to experience like what causality was like or what it was like to be in one moment and then the next moment happening I like that. Yeah, like in like in sequence, like the linear flow of time as a novel concept. Right, right, because that was exactly what was not available. So all of these kinds of experiences were, I guess, because it's an old god, just it got bored. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and I, I think maybe that can kind of attribute to Angelique's kind of dabbling in lots of different fields is like, you know, newly human experiencing normal life. You want to try a little bit of everything. Yeah. And you want to try a little bit of all of those things that you've seen as sort of like snapshots kind of like in Amber from your larger point of view i don't know yeah yeah like mm. oh like so, oh what's this culture i i want to learn everything about it what's that instrument yeah. i i want to learn how to play it like what what is all what is this this frail body that i'm in now let me learn how to fix it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. like what is to to know what what is is to know the answer but to be able to see the construct around it that you can piece it together as as a, a mortal would do rather than just to be able to explain it right mm-hmm. and maybe the reason this is love is being sherlock holmes is because like in the classic story we as the readers don't know what's going on but sherlock holmes always knows sort of like what the mm-hmm. causality of it is so this is sort of like that leftover part of being the god of time like you you know what the answer is already even if you have to sort of like walk through it and experience getting to that point yeah like you're not just a normal pi you're sherlock holmes style yeah and I, that's also i think that's part of the the transition to mortal life is like you you don't merely as like you're not the god of time who has the ability to glimpse the moments you have to trace the steps you have to deductively reason you have to Mm. deduce you have to like follow the signs and, and find the clues and like manually piece together information yeah but part of i guess what i'm still thinking about is the sherlock holmes part where in those stories we don't get to see it's sort of like sherlock holmes has already solved the mystery before we get into the story Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like this is sort of like that leftover part where you do know how the story ends but you're still trying to go through it as though you were a mortal or something does that even make sense yeah because that's how the stories are because they're Written through Watson's eyes. That's why they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's the question then of like how like is I I would just keep calling her Angelique. Is she still a like does she still have divine powers then? Or is is she fully mortal? I, I mean I think she's a 
I'm feeling like not. I'm feeling that, like there's still sort of like the echo of some of this stuff, but not full on god powers. But still, like that, uh, there's still an an additional sort of step there where uh, they can sort of see causality of things, which would be beyond what a normal mortal mm. could, but still from a mortal point of view or something. Mm. I think as a god, Angelique would have to. Angelique is 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 doing the willful uh, ignorance of knowledge of the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like you, you've yeah. if you've glimpsed all of time, so it you know to be outside of that, like like experiencing time like a human, you you do have to ignore like certain things or like you know, knowledge that is in your brain you could maybe call to the forefront as needed, but it's not it's not something that you it's yeah. just got really good reflexes. Yeah, yeah, but you still can't necessarily turn fully turn it off. You can right, yeah, you can try, true. but you're not always gonna succeed. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I would want her to be able to I want it to be an act of will. Yeah. Yeah. Like she stopped being a god, so she doesn't like to do it. She doesn't want to do it, but she mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah, and she's still got that like habitual stuff too. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested in what her like what her world looks like, what her like little like PI office yeah, looks we're, like. Yeah, we're coming yeah. close to time. I'm I want to go ahead and give us the 3 minute extension just so we can figure out like what her day-to-day life is. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, we we've sort of dealt with what she is, but not really who she is, if you will. Mm. So, yeah, what what is her, her day-to-day life like? Mm. Like is she is that is that what we've decided is she the god of time or was? Yeah, was. Was, right. Yeah, like, that feels an important enough thing that as she stepped down from it, like, the the cat and dog would have made a replacement. Like, you, you mm-hmm. can't let time go ungoverned, so... Yeah, she, she is not the god of time currently. Okay, yes. Although that suggests some cosmological stuff, which might, I don't know, lead to the end of whatever this is. Yeah, but... Focusing on Angelique's life as a mortal. L- lesbianism, a, a key part of, of her identity. Like, does she have a partner? Yeah, yeah I mean, I want to say that because she's read all of the novels and seen all of the plays uh, and watched all of the movies over human experience because... I mean, I'm sure there were there was great stretches of time where she just watched amoebas separate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she is would be fascinated by the idea of like the the movie trope. So maybe she has uh, a second, like like a Watson or you know a you know uh, oh dang Ooh, what is the it, what is it's, it's not a, a Holmes trope, but it is a detective trope, like a femme fatale who's like, you know, seductive, a little ambiguous, like morally mm. and mysterious. 
Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. the, the idea of someone who like can keep you guessing, like as somebody who experienced the flow of all time previously to not know what's coming next is probably very exciting. Yeah. And so, so that character is her. So <laughs> I feel like she has to have ultimate power over the sort of, you know, the, how the story goes to a certain degree, at least the setup of the story. But, um, but, but that character, I wish I could remember the name of, of Poirot's secretary, but <laughs> that, that there would be that really good play between the two of yeah. them. Mm. Or like any kind of like Holmesian adaptation. There's like lots of like different fandom ships, like like with the Watson figure, with like the the Moriarty figure, or mm. Irene Adler, yeah, the, the one and only woman. <laughs> yeah, That's, so it, yeah. I mean, we can come up with, with names for these people if we want, but you know, Angelique has options. Is is mm-hmm. what we're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. But of course it's it's not going to be it would be boring if it were simple. And also, you know, as the god of time, you know, you don't want to settle everything in the first moment. You want to see how things play out. So, it's more exciting if you have a situation that I guess if you are the god of time and you've seen everything, if you remove yourself from the being able to see see everything, what you want is something where you never get to see the end of it. So it's always kind of a play. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been a while since you've been in a hot seat, Maria. Yeah. I do love being in the hot seat. Congratulations. <laughs> this hot seat. Oh, yeah. I feel pretty hot about this one. All right. Well, <laughs> we, we will have to come up with a, a scenario to uh, appeal to your senses. Oh, 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 oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. All right. I'll put on my little little muter John, and then I guess Miakla, will you text me because I'll be outside? Okay. Tell cool. tell your backyard neighbors we said hi. <laughs> Woof. I think it might be fun if we were each of the three like romantic interests, like. <laughs> like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Watson, the Moriarty, and the Adler types. Yes. <laughs> the yeah, the dumb idea that I had while this was happening <laughs> is that Please. uh so two of us are actual uh human love interests and one of us is like secretly uh, one of the other gods just being like ha mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, um our, our trickster god. Yeah. <laughs> Who I forget what their name is, but yes. That one. The Weekender. The Weekender. Ooh. What was The Weekender all about? Um, the god of childhood mischief and forgeries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so one of us is the weekender. Is that a silly idea? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, what happens if uh, they actually uh, accidentally choose the weekender? Just ha ha, and that's yeah, it. just like ha ha. The the person you thought was your your true love is me, the weekender. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you a have trick. you ha-ha. have you have been pranked. Ha ha. Okay, do we make this even simpler that whatever they choose, that one is the weekend? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. That's okay. better. That's yes. the best one. Nice. Okay. Okay, so each one of us is trying to be the most seductive, but oh, whoever no, gets on. chosen is okay, sorry. Hold on. It's it's a dating show. Yeah. Oh, where, yes. where we're the three contestants. And, yes. and Maria is uh, Angelique, just like, <laughs> and yeah, we, I guess we ask questions. So it's like a re- reverse kind of like dating show. Like, like what's, <laughs> what's your ideal, like, walk through the poison fungus caves? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So one of those like very old style ones where. Like, like you're behind a wall and like the, the three people are like sitting next to each other on the other side of it. I forget the yeah, name of the yeah, show, yeah. but. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, something like that, except Maria. I, I love it. Knows who we are, but yeah. <laughs> the, uh, each one of us needs to have one of these specific names then for the show. Yeah. Oh, and and okay. this way, yeah, we, this way we're creating the the three love interests. Yes. Yeah. yeah so there's the the Watson type, the the Moriarty type, and the Adler type. Uh, I'm not actually as familiar with the books as I suggested that I was. So uh, same. I, I I my knowledge mostly comes from the BBC Sherlock. Yeah, like it, cultural osmosis mostly, but yeah. like you know, yeah. a a yeah. loyal like a best friend and attendant versus like your rival versus like mysterious and aloof. Okay, well, I'll choose Moriarty and like butcher it horribly, but I kind of like the word the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I would. I'll I'll be Watson because I am. I feel like Watson would be the most like me in not being good at it. <laughs> 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 so I, it'll work because I cannot act either. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I guess Michael, you you ask a like a, a villainous kind of dating question. Morgan, you ask a, like a, a best friend dating question. Yeah. And okay. And I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I already have my questions. Okay. Whoever cool. gets picked gets to do the dramatic ha 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 reveal. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this came together yeah. really quick for all the the trouble we were having. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. We should oh, get, wait, uh, we, Maria to come back. Oh, do we, 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 have we all have names first. We all oh. have names. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna literally just be Watson. <laughs> uh, is there something? Oh, that I was literally just like gonna Watson. be Moriarty. Okay. Smells like Watson. Like Batson, Goriarty. <laughs> oh go- uh, yes, Gory already absolutely. Okay, Her- and yep. and I'll be Sadler. Katzen, there we go. Okay. Katzen, okay. yeah. Okay, Katzen, Gory already, and Sadler. <laughs> yeah. Okay, call Maria back. <laughs> so, Maria, we're here. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> the dating detective. <laughs> Maria, 
you are going to be playing Angelique. And and after several books and, and film adaptations and, and various media properties, the fans are sick of you being unable to choose between your three dangerous and flirtatious love interests. So we've divinely rigged up this dating show in order for you to finally choose a lover. Let's have our contestants introduce themselves. Mm. Okay. Contestant number one, what's your name and what role do you fill in Angelique's life? Hey, um, hi, I, I'm, I'm Katzen. Um, I'm, you know, best, best friend. Um, hey, Katzen. You know, we just spend a lot of time together and, uh, yeah. I mean, do we ever... <laughs> Contestant number two, what's your name and what role do you fill in Angelique's life? I'm Goriardi, and uh, my flowing mustache lets you know what I'm all about. You know what part of your life you want me to be part of. Hi! (laughs) Boo! Contestant number three, what's your name and what role do you fill in Angelique's life? I'm Mylene Sadler, and I I like to think of myself as giving Angelique a, a bit of a challenge and getting a rise out of her every now and again. I knew what you were up to. Oh, it's not always in knowing, but it's in the finding out as well. So, Angelique, you get a chance to ask a question to each of our contestants, and then they're going to ask you questions for three minutes. Well, Goriarty. Yes? (laughs) Why do you take so much pleasure in thwarting me? In thwarting you? Well, I think you already know what that would be. The first time is the charm, and the second time, fool me threes. You know what I'm talking about. What about the third time? Oh, the third time is for you and I to find out. Oh, very steamy. Very (laughs) steamy. (laughs) Host, what is your name? I don't think you introduced yourself. Oh, the host you're talking about? Host. Yes, host. What oh. is your name? I don't think you introduced yourself. Oh, my <laughs> name is Martha Monin Moyle. Oh, Martha. That's strange. That was, uh, Martha was my father's given name. Uh, How do you know that name? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is already, like, either our dumbest or best hot seat segment. So so why not throw in one of the dumbest moments in superhero movies? Anyway, yes, Martha. I know every name. The question is, am I bored with you? Maybe not. (laughs) Well, it it may be a, a little bit of that, but you're extremely lucrative. So even if I try to kill you off, you'll just come back. (laughs) That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, you know, oh, game show, game show, game show. Okay. I'm so sorry. I wasn't taking notes. Uh, Potson? Katzen. 
Your best friend, Katzen. Yes. <laughs> oh, Katzen. Oh, your, okay. your best friend, whose name you definitely know. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I, because I yeah, Patsy. You know, it's, it's like uh, <laughs> the romantic tension between you has been plaguing uh, fans for years. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they they do say that a best friend is only a friend that you uh, haven't truly enjoyed the company of. Uh, what do you envision? What? What do you envision as our first date? You know, we could go to the library and um, oh. read up on new, uh, new um, f- fingerprinting techniques. I'm very interested in fingerprinting techniques. Um, well, good job, Patson. That was really good. Okay. Patson. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? My name is Katzen. Oh, yeah, 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 Katzen. Katzen, everybody Ooh. give a round of applause. <laughs> wait, wait until the end, you lovebirds. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, contestant number three, uh, what was your name again? Mylene Sadler. Oh my! Oh yeah! How could I forget? No, you're right. I haven't. I've never forgotten. That was good. You did a good one over on me. <laughs> but I really, I really have to know. Did you sincerely think that you would trick me forever? Well, honestly, I was hoping you'd find out eventually. The game of cat and mouse isn't always on the cat side. Sometimes the mouse likes to be chased. Interesting. Give me a clue. Where are you now? I'm right on the other side of this cardboard divider that stands between you and the other contestants. (laughs) No, that can't be true. Well, if you pick contestant number three, you'll find out exactly where she is. But until (laughs) then, they've got three minutes to ask questions to you. And that time starts right now with contestant number one. So, so what kind of, um, what time of day would be the best date time? Uh, did you, I'm sorry, Katzen, you must know that I need things to be so much more specific. Uh, Did you mean what would be the best time of day for a date in the general populace or (laughs) for me. Um, for you, your ideal time for a date. I suppose it would be noon. Hmm. It's very difficult when someone says, well, it happened around lunchtime or uh, 12 o'clock to, to know exactly what. There's a little bit more digging that you have to do. I do like noontime. Hmm. Contestant number two. Unless you weren't done. No, no I was just going to say, I suppose it's not super romantic meeting for lunch, but who's to say what romantic is? Contestant number two. So I've always heard that romantic compatibility is when two people would agree to hide a body together. So my question to you would be, 
If we were to hide a body together, what kind of body would it be and where would we hide it? Uh, I'm sorry, host? Yes. <laughs> Martha Moon and Moyle, yes. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the question proposed by the last contestant. Well, while the question may be off-putting to you, the fans have had that sort of will-they-won't-they tension, the kind of pulse-pounding physical and mental confrontations that only pure rivals can get out of each other. I will answer it. (laughs) I just want to... I would just like to put a little... I suppose... To defer a little, it would be a body of knowledge, and I would hide it in a library. (laughs) Or I will be tracking him. That is 100% (laughs) true. We will meet. (laughs) Contestant number three. Uh, Yes, uh... Angelique, I've been courted by by kings and lawyers and so many others who have tried to chase me. What do you intend to do once you finally track me down? I think you already know the answer to that question. Does it involve handcuffs? (laughs) You don't need to get so descriptive on this program. They do say that actions speak louder than words. <laughs> and that's time. Angelique, pick one of these contestants to finally consummate the romantic tension that has existed across several media properties. Who is your dream date detective? D- detective date, what's the name of the... Who? I, I don't have a pencil. Can you give me a rundown of their names? No. I mean, there's Edward Grory. Gory. No, Mr. Moore Grory. Gory Arnie? No, no, don't don't help Maria. I want to see okay, I right, want right. to see what names they come up with. <laughs> who, who are the contestants? Mr. Grory Artie. Um and there's uh, Potson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I, I got Potson, 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 Potson. And then there's a uh, pilot on a uh, battler. <laughs> sure. Pilot on battler. Yeah. <laughs> Out of wonder. That's incredible. <laughs> so good. Oh, who was the host? Don't forget me. Um, Sniffler, uh, Brother Watsons. <laughs> Why didn't I bring a pencil to the pencil party? Pencil <laughs> party. <laughs> God. Yeah, last time I ended up in the hot seat, it was a total pencil party. <laughs> no ladies anywhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so, Angelique, pick out the love of your life, I guess. I gotta say, someday, we're really already 
It's coming for me. That'll probably be my death. I might love it. I might hate it. Who's to say? Potson, you're a great fella. Potson, I, I, I enjoy having you with me every day, even if your reasoning might be a bit deductive. And, well, we've already gone over it about 50 times before. But, you know, who say it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I love it. <laughs> Latrine Badler. <laughs> yes. You know I'm on the hunt. You know I'm digging through the depths of your soil. <laughs> one, of these, one of these days. You're in for a real surprise. <laughs> I'm in so much pain for that one that's just I think that's just how I feel so which contestant do you pick <laughs> Eurynica I don't know what, what was that <laughs> <laughs> that's not close to any name <laughs> I love you, Maria. I have seen tackle pants. I don't know what what is the one. What is this? I I know every show calls version. Irene Adler. I can't remember. Um, uh, Billetine. Mylene Sadler. Mylene Sadler. I love you so much. All, all <gasps> names are like uh, written across the stars <laughs> in a cursive that cannot be read. <laughs> well, uh, come around the cardboard wall and meet your contestant. Uh, oh. Wait, it's just a... <laughs> Joke's on you, Angelique. The person that you thought you had been courting for several years and several media properties was not Eileen Sadler. It was me, the Weekender, god of pranks. Joke's on you. Don't you feel silly? I am so sorry. Get on you. Well, well, well. I'm going to tell your dad. I'm going to tell your dad. I'm going to tell you. No, no, no. You you, you stopped being a god. You don't have, you can't talk to my dad anymore. Oh, I thought everyone could talk to the gods. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you saying prayer doesn't exist? Can I no longer speak to the gods because I'm human now? Because I'm gods continue to exist because humans spoke to them. Drat and drathers, this prank has backfired on the weekender. <laughs> Goodbye, Angelique, for now. <laughs> 
Wait, what did you do to Angelique? <laughs> you, you, you're in, you're Angelique. No, I forgot my own name. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry. I, I, I got caught in the space time continuum for just a moment. And I, I remembered all of my old names. Like, um, uh, Finfarty and, uh, Blah Blah Flish and, uh, uh, Sweet No No Babe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's a new one. How much of it in my book? Well, this has been another exciting episode of Date Detective. I'm Snips Batson, or whatever name you said my name was. Good night, everybody. You're the cut. You're the best, Maria. Yes. <laughs> I, I definitely let out a, a not very human laughing noise at some point. <laughs> I need to bring a pencil next time. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, my <God. clears throat> um, oh my god. I, I'm I'm just gonna stop <gasps> recording. There's nothing we can do or say that will top yeah. this. This has been Pod of Wonder. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. And you can buy some t-shirts and stickers and stuff at society6.com slash pod of wonder. Danny can be found on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. And you can find the games Danny makes at DannyMakesRPGs.itch.io. Morgan can be found on Twitter at MorganTheFay. Faye spelled F-A-E because I know there's like eight different ways to spell Faye. Mike and Maria aren't on social media, like any good unfathomable cosmic being. Our opening theme is Opening by Komiku. Our closing theme is Music is Divine Inspiration by Johan Vandegrift. See you next time, Wanderers. Wanderers.